2: Hey, good evening football fans and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 314. I'm your host Christopher Jones and hey, it's the off season and it's kind of exciting. We're right in the middle of combines. There's a whole thing in the CFL 2.0 that's coming on and you know, everybody's skeptical about that, but it seems to be showing a little bit of a, uh, you know, get just get putting some rubber to the road. And uh, all sorts of wonderful, cool things are just happening all over the place. A.A.F. is crashing and burning. Nobody's surprised about that. We're not really going to talk about that football league because who gives a shit? Um, and so what are we going to do? Move on? Carry on? So the, the boys, uh, we got Will Will McDonald and uh, Mark Weddahl's on uh, on hold right now. I haven't got their mics open yet. But just before we were we sign in, I sign in about 15 minutes before the show. I can't sign in before that. It won't let me until it's 15 minutes to the show. And then, so I sign in and then I ask them for their phone numbers and I call them and we, we sit around bullshit and talk about football and talk about this and talk about everything else. And, uh, we didn't even talk about football before the show here. We were talking politics, right, and the provincial election in Alberta and the NDP and the Conservatives. And I'm not going to take one side or another on this show right now because we're not going to talk politics at all here, regardless of who it is and in the fact that there's no winner and <laughs> nobody can win. It's, it's like the worst – it's kind of like – trump and clinton <laughs> who do you got to vote for nobody please anyhow beside the point we're going to move on we're not going to talk about politics we're going to talk about football so i'm going to open up the mics uh for will and mark uh charles is on vacation in san diego and chris is in some uh medical emergency investigation or something it wasn't him that got hurt somebody got hurt at work and so he's off uh taking care of those things doing reports and all the paperwork that happens when that Shit happens on a job site. And sorry, uh, you know, when anybody goes to work, you have one job when you go to work. I don't care what profession you're in. I don't care what job you do. You only have one responsibility when you go to work, and that's to go home. Okay? And if you do something stupid because there's always somebody doing something stupid because nobody gets hurt at work because, hey, (laughs) because some smart guy did something. No, somebody did something really stupid, and even if it's equipment failure or something, somebody didn't maintain it properly, somebody didn't do something, it's always human error, and it's always just like, oh, my God, why was that done? Anyhow, um, I hope the guy's okay, and I hope he gets to go home to his family. So let's uh, Mics are open Uh, Will Welcome to the show buddy
1: Hello Well And I always Come home from work Because The worst thing I can suffer Is a severe Paper cut So Yeah I know I mean Or 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 I go blind From staring at my Computer too much How does that sound But yes There are guys Out there There are guys Out there That My guys Every day Safety is a premium With our company And It
2: has to be so and and shit happens, right? And I yes, I'm the absolutely. first to admit that you know shit happens. And uh but uh don't do something stupid that's going to cost you something big. And uh uh-huh. it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Mark, you know, welcome sir. to the show, buddy.
3: Hello there.
0: Yeah. So
3: how's it going? It's going well. Going well. Okay. Um ready to Really talk football, considering I can actually see some green grass outside my windows.
2: Yeah, it's getting that time of the year, isn't it? Hey, um, last week, people, we didn't have a show last. Hell of shit happened. Mark, you got called into work, didn't you? I, I think yep. the, the show was down to the fact that it was going to be Will, and and Will was actually prepared to come onto the show for two hours and talk football all by himself. But uh we didn't wanna punish you with that guys out there in, in Radioland, so
0: <laughs>
2: we we just postponed the show till this week. I, I had a bad chest infection and Charles was at, at late meeting and Chris wasn't available, Mark had to work, so it was just well and we didn't wanna punish you guys. So And I, I
1: and I and I, just, I debated with myself for an hour whether I should do that or not. And then I decided on the on the other side. So but I guarantee you, I could have talked football for two hours to myself.
2: Yeah, we know that. And, and you know what? You might have had somebody call in or something like that, and you could have talked to him, them, her. And, yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe Ronna would have We're called there. you, and he got you and Ronna could have had a good conversation for two hours.
1: Yeah, but then you'd never have a show because I would have got kicked off the air. So.
2: Um, well, you have I a mute know. button.
1: Do they, do they do that?
2: You have the console you up. That? You have the mute button.
1: I don't know if they kick people off the air on podcasts.
2: No, they don't. So, hey, no really, who's that? Who's that idiot? What's his name? Um, Howard Stern. He started out podcasting, right? So, yeah, That's no, true. you can't get kicked. You can't get kicked off of podcasting. Not with Howard Stern. Okay. I was thinking, you know, maybe we should get our our, our CFL show onto Can Talks on the CFL Radio on Sirius XM because we could get oh. away with that. Would not that be cool? They're always looking for Canadian content. Anyhow, that um, right? yeah, no, I'm just joking. There's no way I would do that. Okay, uh, let's start right off. You want to get right into the show here. The CFL PA executives respond to three downs report on ratio changes. Oh my God, Brian Ramsey, he had issues. He had issues, and he basically said that the CFL. Justin Dunk reported that the, both the CFL and the CFLPA are in favor of reducing the number of national starters from seven to five. Okay, you guys all remember this article? That was back last week or week ago. There, there's something happening in somebody's background. What is that? Anyhow, um, anyhow. So uh, re- this is what happened. Okay, so the the story came out. Justin Dunk said that the the CFL and the PA are are prepared to do this. And whoa. And Brian Ramsey, who is the CFLPA guy, a recent report suggesting that the contract language between the CFL and the CFLPA has been agreed to is completely and utterly false and simply untrue. I can confirm we have not reached an agreement on any discussion with the CFL. Our bargaining teams have been very clear and maintained, maintains that negotiation to date have been consistent of process and exchange of proposals only. Okay. So when we were talking about this two weeks ago, what did I say? I said, me, me, Christopher Jones, like the podcast guy, I said, these guys, the only thing that they have talked about in the first two or three days is when they're going to meet, what day of the week they're going to meet, and what time they're going to meet, and what flowers are going to be on the table. Okay, that is the only thing. And, and, you know, after day one, the CFL and the CFLPA have agreed on certain issues. Well, yeah, they've agreed that they're going to meet Tuesdays at four o'clock. They haven't they haven't agreed to uh, 70,000 K minimum wage. They haven't agreed to five national starters instead of seven. They haven't agreed to the salary cap going to six point eight million dollars. They haven't agreed to dick shit because they haven't even talked about that yet. None of it. All they've talked about is what size the placemats are going to be and should the knife be on the right or the left at dinner. Okay, And if they can come to an agreement on these sort of issues, then we're, we're laying the groundwork to negotiations that's going to last for the next two or three months. But I'll guarantee you they have not talked one second about money. They have not talked one second about um player ratios, they haven't talked one second about anything that really matters to you, me, the fans. Okay? They haven't got there yet. It's, it's way too early in negotiations to be doing this. So um, this whole Justin Dunk. Now, I granted, granted, um, Drew, what's his nuts? Um, he came off and he said, you know, when, when have you ever known Justin Dunk to be incorrect? in his breaking stories. And going back, I don't know if I can point a finger And when Justin was wrong. And my point being here is maybe he's right and maybe he's premature. Maybe the CFL doesn't really have a problem with it. Maybe the CFLPA really doesn't have a problem with it. But the two of them aren't talking together. So if Justin phoned up the CFL and said, hey, would you guys be in favor of uh, going from seven to five starters? And the CFL said, yeah, we'd talk about that. And then he goes over to the CFLPA and says, hey, would you guys be interested in going to, from seven to five starters? Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. Oh, oh, that's it. I got confirmation. Here's a story. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's creating news. Don't do that, Justin. You're a good reporter. Don't do, I don't know why you're with Three Down Nation, but that's beside the point. Don't do it. Just calm down and let the negotiations go and let them tell us what they're doing. Don't go fabricating shit. It's not worth it. We don't get excited over fabricated shit. Okay? Calm down. Let's take a breath and move on. William, open up your mic. Talk to me. What do you think about Brian Ramsey saying that there's no way that we have talked about anything like this yet?
1: Well, I agree. They just, said, they just said the other day that they're about to start talking about money. And, I mean, they've been talking for two weeks now? Yep. A week and a half? Remember you said they weren't going to talk about money for a long, long time. That's yep. one of the last things. Like you said, they start agreeing on the little things, and then it grows from there, okay? So, I mean, I don't really have much to say. You rent it long enough on it. There's just not that much going on. It's that simple. And Justin Dunk, if he creates a story, it's because he's probably bored. We are. You know, has to justify his paycheck, I guess. I don't
2: know. Well, I understand he's not getting a paycheck anymore. Oh, is that right? Oh, actually, I think he is he working for TSN now or whatever? Oh, well, because Three Down Nation is no longer being sponsored by any of the um, major corporation type of things, and that's why now when you read a Three Down, how
1: come that (laughs) happens?
2: Yeah, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, you you, you're reading a Three Down Nation, and a little thing that pops up, and he says, "Would you like to sponsor Three Down Nation?" And I go, "No."
1: Okay, maybe we should try that. Maybe we should try that. Would you like to sponsor? Let's talk CFL.
2: Well, that's actually kind of why um, Kelly's not with us, or in in one aspect right. or another. He wanted to commercialize our podcast, and I said, "Fuck no."
0: Yeah, because
2: I, I don't that. want to be responsible to anybody. If somebody I'm pays good with me money, too. if somebody pays us money, even if it's like fifty bucks a month, which would Fifty five dollars a month would cover my cost, my out of pocket cost on this podcast. That's how much it costs for me to have Blog talks. Fifty five bucks a month. I think it's thirty five dollars US, but it's fifty five bucks, fifty four and change. Uh, if somebody paid that, then I would feel responsible to tell them, you know, to you know, and if they did something that was really stupid, I, I would be hesitant to call them an idiot because they're paying me money, and I don't want that. If somebody does something stupid, I want to call them a fucking idiot. And I, I, I have no problems doing that. I, I do that to everybody. Okay, so, anyhow. Uh, Mark, what do you got to say on this thing? Is Justin Dunk searching for for arrows in here and trying to find something to hit the target with? Or is it just not happening?
3: I wouldn't be surprised if it does happen. I think he is searching a bit. But I almost wonder if this came from as a leak from the head office because it certainly got the players bickering back and forth. One little article by Justin Dunk had Canadian and American and current and former players barking at each other.
2: God's and don't boy. forget Daron Carter.
3: Uh, he was one of the most entertaining of the whole.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, so he certainly he led to a lot of clicks on our page. Yeah. A lot of people were commenting on that one and including some f- former players. So yeah. it was it was interesting to get both sides, the, the American and Canadian side from the put, football players. Um, myself, I'd actually like to see it happen. It wouldn't bother me if it happened. I don't think it will, but it wouldn't bother me. We're well, already losing it, our top Canadian players
0: to the it NFL. Doesn't,
2: it, it doesn't say that we're... I mean, we currently we have, what, 21 Um. Canadians on the roster and 23 Americans or something close to that, right?
3: Yeah, it's and, seven. And, there has to be seven on the field at any given time. Yeah,
2: yeah no, that's not what I'm saying. Okay, but we have to – that number from what I heard is not changing. So half of your team is has to be a Canadian, not counting your yeah. quarterbacks. But half of your team has to be Canadian. So if you reduce the number of starters that have to be on the field at any one, and, and I don't know why they use the word starters. It's actually players. Okay, you have to have five yeah. Canadians on the field at one time. Is that not correct? No, it's not it's, because the defense, defense doesn't have any players. I think you have to have five starters in the, in the game.
0: Uh,
3: no, you have to have so many on any given time. That are on no,
2: no. I mean, BC at yeah. one point in time only had one Canadian on defense, oh, and that was right. J.R. LaRose. I forgot about that. Right?
3: So, yeah. And I yeah. think
2: between but, offense and defense, you have to have seven starters. Yeah. Okay? Not counting special teams. That doesn't count. Okay? But between offense and defense.
1: Teams, and on go most ahead. teams, those four, four of those starters are offensive linemen.
2: So. Yeah. Four of the seven, right? And then you've more. Most teams yes. have got a receiver, at least one
3: receiver. Okay. And one and, interior lineman usually defensive lineman.
2: Yeah, maybe or or a D back or something, a safety. Yeah,
3: or a uh, free safety. Yep.
2: The free safety is a common Canadian position. Okay, so there's your seven players, and yeah. they want to reduce that from seven to five. So, my question is, if we have to have half of the team being Canadian, which is 21, 22, 23 players, and only five of them get to play, what's the point?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can disagree. What's
2: what's the point in having them on the team? We have to have them because we have to have rosters we have to have the Canadians on the team, but they have never see the field. Uh, granted, most of them do see the field in, in special teams, right? Special teams is primarily Canadians. But wh- what's the point? Why force two ratios? If, you know, I, I'm one way or the other on this one. I really don't care. Either completely eliminate Americans from the Canadian Football League completely and just have Canadians playing football or open it wide up. But having this referee counting different players as to whether or not they're nationals or internationals, I have no idea how they do that and and do it so consistently. Uh, I remember two years ago where um, Saskatchewan got fined because they didn't have the proper amount uh, ratio on, in a B.C. Lions game. Chris Jones got fined. That, mm-hmm. was, that was one week after the, uh, the, the big house incident. If I remember correctly. They, he got fined like three or four weeks in a row. But that was the yeah, only the- time in the history of me watching CFL do I remember somebody being fined for not having the proper ratio out there. So do they go back afterwards and and review the film and count Canadians? They must. What a boring job.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well seriously and and the scare the scariest
1: thing is I I really have no problem with it because I don't go to football games to see Canadians, to be honest with you. I go to football games to see football. Yeah, agree. And, you know, and even and, – and I'd love to just put it out there and say bring Canadians, bring Americans, and let them compete. And if the Canadian is better, then he gets to play. If he's not,
2: then he doesn't. Yeah. Andrew Harris, John Cornish would have about. made these football teams no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right? They would have made yes, these yes. football teams, right? There are certain O-linemen that would make these – I mean, shit, we have Canadian O-linemen in the NFL. So yes. sure shit they're going to make the CFL. I'm not saying Canadians cannot perform. I just don't see why we should be forced to take players that aren't adequate. Okay? And the worst thing is is that these Canadian players demand and receive a higher wage than an American. So the American is the starter and he's making 60 grand a year. The Canadian is sitting on the bench making seventy-five.
3: Yeah, one of the players brought that up. One of the American players. I can't remember who it was. Oh, I think it was but David Benefield. David, David Benefield brought it up. It was a Benfield that brought that up yeah. about how yeah. he would be making seventy grand, and the guy, the backup alignment on the bench, was making one hundred and twenty. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Benefield was a defensive guy.
3: Hmm. He was just saying it's because of the nationality.
2: It it is. It is. The the Americans, there's so many of them, you can get them at a bargain. They come at a discount. Where a a good quality Canadian player is hard to find, and you have to fight other teams for him, so you have to pay them more. Even though they're not as, they're an inferior player. To the American, and I'm not going to use that word. I do not. I'm not saying Canadian players are inferior to Americans. I'm just saying that as a rule, the Americans tend to be a better football player.
1: And and if you go back years, okay, when we did the expansion, there was no argument about the American teams getting to use all American players. Okay, so I think it's a moot point, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I mean, how many teams was down one. there? There
2: was nine nine teams? Seven teams? Yep. And okay. one was good. And one was good. And they were all 100% Americans? Yep. Mind you, they weren't paying them squat. So. They were paying them like $20,000, so they, it's hard for them to get competent players down there. That's a side point and a whole other discussion and argument. But my point being is that I don't think that the ratio is as important as everyone says it is, and it has nothing Andy. to do with tradition. Okay, because and it I do make not it less remem- Canadian. I don't remember the big kafaf when they went from se- uh, ten starters to seven. Do you remember that? No. Nope. It was nope. everybody had up in arms when they went from ten starters to seven. No. Nope. The ratio actually came into play in 1932. Okay, that's when it started, and they were allowed to have five Americans on the team. And it has gone from five Americans on the team to 50% Americans plus quarterbacks, and the majority of them on the field as starters. And it slowly and slowly and slowly and slowly got lower and lower and lower Canadian content. And pretty soon it's going to be to the point where if you're the best player, you get to play. And, yeah, there's a lot of players. And, you know, uh, uh, who I mean, you can name off half your your all-star team in, in Winnipeg would never have been on the field. If the ratio was not in place. Because they would never have developed into the players that they became. Do you know what I mean? They would never have got the opportunity to become who they are. Because we didn't have to drag them along for three or four years while they finally caught up to the Americans. Because the Americans are coming into this league prepared to play professional football. I'm I'm not sure most Canadian players coming out of the U Sports are capable of going in and playing NCAA. Never mind pro.
3: That's two different animals.
2: Of course, it is.
3: Yeah, U Sports would have to at least start offering scholarships. Yeah, that's a big thing there too. You know, and that argument was made, and they're right. U Sports. Needs to help with the Canadian players as well. No teams offer scholarships.
2: Hard, to, hard to say. Okay, if we jump on to the next thing, um, it's kind of there. It's kind of the same thing. And let's find out what this one has to say. CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi wants two global roster spots again only if they're capable of being on the team they have to make the team if they're not capable why would i have a roster spot for them okay cfl commissioner randy ambrose wants two roster spots designated for global players as part of the new collective bargaining agreement Currently, there are 46 players on the game day roster, along with another 10 on the practice roster, okay? There's, there's other designations, such as injured, suspended, and retired players, okay? For each game, you must field 21 nationals, 21 Canadians, along with a maximum of 20 internationals, typically American players, three quarterbacks, and two reserve players, Okay, of the 23 starters on offense and defense, excluding the quarterback, a minimum of seven must be national players. According to the sources, the sides are in favor of reducing the number of national starters. Ah, now they're sneaking this one in again. Okay, on the practice roster, at least two of the 10 spots must be non-imports. So how does CFL 2.0 think that they're going to get two players from Mexico, Italy, Austria, Germany, France, Finland, Sweden, Denmark, or Norway, to come into this because that we've all now got participation agreements with each other. And Ambrosi wants two spots on there. Now, is he going to reduce the international players or the non, the national players and the international players? Well, we've already got that in place. So these Mexicans need to compete with the Americans for the field position, or are they going to reduce the national players from 21 to 20 and the international players, well, in raising that up from 20 to 22? How do you do this? Tell me.
3: Um, I could maybe be in favor of something like that if it was practice roster spots. And they expanded the practice roster as well. Uh, we saw with the Combine, I can't see there being 18 players of that would be even having a chance to get on the field. So I don't know how they're going to get two guys, it, how they can mandate having two European players is just the easiest way to say it. For when there isn't that many qualified players. I just don't see how it works. If it's a practice roster spot and you're not taking a job away, and I don't care if it's a Canadian or American, but you're not taking a job away from a qualified player, I can somewhat be behind it, but if they're going to take away qualified players for this, It's not going to work because they didn't even invite 18 guys to the Combine. So where are they going to find 18? It just doesn't make sense. Ah. There's no way they could find 18 players. So I just don't see how it would work. The only thing I can see is practice roster. That's it.
2: So what what do you think there, Will?
1: I I think they should scrap the whole idea and I think they should have a, instead of a practice roster, I think they should have a development roster and maybe on the development roster, you put a certain amount of global players. By the way, what is the definition of a global player? That's the first thing I want to know.
2: That's exactly right because there's players that are born in Jamaica or something.
1: Well, I consider Americans global players, to be honest with you. So... I mean, I I think, you know, if you did something like that, and that's where you restrict the numbers to Canadians and Americans and global players on a development roster. But I still think, and I still think they should just come in and the best man wins the job, whether he's black, white, purple, yellow, American, Canadian, Scottish, or whatever. Okay? And I know that's not a popular thing with people, but... You know, most people don't understand it's not the Canadians Football League. is the Canadian Football League, and that has to do with rules and field size and so on and so forth, and it's in Canada, okay? That's the way I look at it. I, I just... I think in order to attract more people, we have to get a better quality player. And I think Americans at times are better quality players, but I have no problem if you bring in other nationalities to compete for jobs because maybe you never know, they might, you never know. And I mean, let's face it. Most of, there's a lot of it's it's happening more and more often now where Canadians are going and playing NCAA for four years. And yep. if they don't get drafted if they don't get drafted in the NFL, they come back to Canada and they're a better player for it. John Cornish is a perfect example. So I don't know, I think it's gonna be a debate that goes on forever. And I mean, well, if you it, if you think if you think about CFL management, I'm sure they don't give a shit if it's Canadians or Americans. They just want to put the best product on the field.
2: Oh, it would so, it would make their job so. I mean, the GM of a CFL team is probably the the, the hardest position to hardest job in any sporting league because they have to juggle this roster this ratio no other team has to do that no other no other sport no other league has to juggle a ratio like this it's weird it's absolutely weird Mark what's your thoughts buddy
3: I hey, went on the ratio already
2: yeah I know we're, this isn't the ratio this is roster spots We're just making the shit same. up here now okay? Yeah it's
3: the same um, I could go with Will. Will's Idea is pretty good actually I have no issues with that at all uh, Add roster spots But you can't delete them You just can't It just makes no sense because, um, Like we're all saying American, Canadian French, Scottish I just want to watch good football I'm at the point now where just let's just watch football. I'd hate to be a GM. No, yeah. Okay, so not only do I have to figure out the salary cap, because we can't afford to get salary cap coaches in because of the new salary cap on coaches, I now have to figure out how many Canadians I've got on the field. Oh, do I need another European on the field? How, How many Americans? What the hell? Yeah, it's just it makes that job even that much tougher. Like Will said, just put the best players on the field and see who makes the team without having to worry about, okay, I can move Sam Hurl here because I need to put an American over there or I need a Canadian here. It's just stupid.
2: I mean, is Sam Hurl in the CFL right now strictly because of his passport?
3: Has he not been for about the last five years? Yep. And it's not a shot at Sam Hurl.
2: No, not at all.
3: He's just, you know, okay, Sam Hurl, Adam Big Hill. Um, sorry. You know, it's the level of play, isn't there?
2: And, and Adam Big Hill is not an anomaly in the United no. States of America.
3: He's an American linebacker. How many yeah. thousands graduated last year?
2: 26,000 Division One. It's ridiculous. I mean, there's a plethora of high-quality American football players out there that will work for Dick Squat because they and want to play football. Proven every year.
3: Yep. Proven
2: every single year.
1: Hey, and the nice thing about Canadian players is if they don't make a professional team because they didn't get a scholarship, they still usually have a university education to fall yep. back on, which is more than we can some
2: Americans of days. Yeah. Okay. So I think we've, uh, shot this one to hell already. Um, I, you know, Charles has got this next thing up here about fire, uh, CFL commissioners being firemen. All they do is go around putting out fires. Randy Ambrosi is going around putting out fires and then starting his own. Um, probably true okay Uh, i just don't see what in this article we got to talk about did you guys read it this is a saskatoon star phoenix article by terry jones
1: i tried to read it but it wouldn't come up yeah, I'm yeah. into with skipping that
2: one. There's really nothing into it, and, and we've talked so much about what Randy Ambrose is doing, so we're just going to jump over that and jump over to Rod Peterson. Rod Peterson, out of the tunnel, ZFL's top 25 remaining free agents. Ooh. Number one, Chris Akey. Aki 27 years old. The linebacker. former Wilford Laurier Golden Hawk. Oh, look, he's a Canadian. He's unemployed right now. Okay. Otha Foster, Jesse Joseph, Jeff Knox Jr., Cody Husband, Marcus Ball, Anthony Thompson. You notice that most of these guys are all Canadians. John Gott, Tristan Okapologo, Ogopogo. Uh, Jovan Ollifioi. Emmanuel Davis. Mikael Brooks. But I think Brooks just signed, didn't he? Yes. He He signed in Edmonton, wasn't it?
1: Yeah,
2: that's it. Okay. Terrence Tolliver. George Johnson. Devon Bailey. TJ Heath. Ronnie Yell. A little surprise was Ronnie Yell, but... Uh, Damiq Ellis, Liram Hiralahu, a little surprised by that, but he's still trying to get an NFL job. Uh, Arno gascon Nadou, Western wrestler. Justin Sorensen, Trent Corny, uh, Jose St. John, and Gabe Napton. Is anybody there surprised by any of these players? No.
0: No. Well,
1: I, I I tend to wonder if these guys are holding out till the till the PA is signed. But if they are, it would be kind of silly of them. But who knows?
2: I think most teams who have got knows? their rosters pretty much settled, don't you? Well,
1: and if you've noticed lately, not a lot of teams are signing guys right now. So, you know, there's the odd guy, but, you know, there's... I'm surprised a couple of them haven't been signed, but, you know, who knows? Who knows?
3: I'm kind of surprised Aki hasn't been signed. As we were just saying, with his passport, being a linebacker, it's an important position. You know, if you can fill it with a, and he is a good player. I'm not, you know, he's not here because he's Canadian. He is a good football player. Uh, and Dressler, if Winnipeg doesn't land, try to get uh, Chris Matthews when he's done with the NFL. Winnipeg doesn't pick him up. Dressler will be back in Winnipeg at a hopefully vastly reduced price. I wouldn't be surprised at that at all. Otherwise, I think he's either Saskatchewan or retired. Yeah. He's a midget. He's okay, a great so player, I'm not actually... he just can't stay healthy.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, so let's go over to Rod Peterson's article here because I really don't like his article here. But let's go over to um, his newest one because he, he's got some pretty cool stuff. Touchdown Atlantic to be announced on Friday. Hey, is this going on? If we got this some um, further on, Eskimo, Paris, uh, no, Reed, I went so. Okay. Um, yeah, so, okay, we're going to find out some big names, something's going to happen, news conference coming tomorrow, between the Schooner Sports and Entertainment and the Canadian Football League, they're inviting media to attend a press conference, uh, I don't know, did you see the stupid article from the federal government that actually says they're not ruling out federal money for a stadium? Isn't that discrimination to all the other cities that had to pay for their own stadium?
3: It should be, because they can't use the excuse that uh, it's good for the entire country like they did for the Olympics and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are three stadiums that got money from the federal government. BMO, because they had that um, rugby rugby tournament. Right, International Rugby Tournament, and they also had the uh, U-20 um, World Cup Soccer. So that's why BMO, BMO was built. Tim Horton Stadium was built for the Pan Am Games. And BC Place was renovated for the 2010 Olympics. Those are the only stadiums that received federal money because they had international sporting events planned and scheduled to come into that city. Wow. Okay. So nothing else is going to, why? There's no way that they should have uh, money coming in there. It just doesn't make sense. Oh my God. Okay. I'm just kind of looking through Rod Peterson's page and there's really not much of anything here for us to deal with. So let's move on. Um, What's the next one? Do you guys want to talk about anything there? No. There's an article by last down, uh, last word on com, And, uh, the article is that uh, Trevor Harris is an excellent replacement for Mike Riley. Um, okay, I I understand that, but I don't know if I would use the word excellent. Would you? Edmonton, F. lost say, three. Eight. Go ahead, Will.
1: I would say best. I would say best with Trevor Harris. They happen to best case scenario. Okay. Never replace pass. Mike Riley. Yeah, you'll no. never replace Mike Riley. But with Trevor Harris, they are in a better position than a lot of teams. Yes, agree. Yep. Okay. Because he is a two or three year starter, and at times he hasn't impressed me, but at times he has impressed me, and that's they've been in the well, not with him, but they have. But Ottawa's been in the Grey Cup, you know, during uh, the last three four, four years, years or three of three out of the four, three out of four three years, of four. and uh, two of those years, Trevor Harris was the quarterback. Yep. So Um, that says something right there. And he just needs a little more time. But, I mean, I I still think uh, Brock Sunderland was a genius for signing the guy because we all thought he was going to sign back in Ottawa, and he did not do that. So you can say what you want, but he is a competent quarterback. So – I do, so, you know, yeah, if you do I,
2: go back and look at the uh, my uh, Christopher's quarterback predictions prior to free agency, I actually called that a. Eh? Okay, I, I
0: know I want, it's
2: I, part of I, your, I just want you to know that.
1: I, I know it. I know it's part of your MOP to, to you know, boast, but that's okay, man. I, I, I you, not, you know I what? Just, if you if you throw enough things out there, you're gonna get at least one right. <sighs> and I also called
2: Jonathan Jennings going to Ottawa too. Yeah, yeah.
1: you you are okay. Let's just put it right out there on the line. Christopher Jones, the God is a God amongst men. Okay, (laughs) and I guarantee you, I guarantee you, as far as podcast host goes, he gets more hate mail than anybody in North America. Just, well, I'm
2: pretty much sure about there. that. Yeah, okay? yeah,
1: yeah. I'm pretty I don't much know sure that. about that too, and yeah. and that's okay if that's what you need. I mean, i i was i i was raised to be a nice guy, and you guys all know how nice I really am. So, and I just don't get hate mail because everybody loves me.
2: No, I get your hate mail. I get the mail that says, "What the fuck is Will talking about? Why is he even on the podcast?" I get that mail all the time. And I just say because he's my friend. He's ugly, and his mother dresses him funny, but he's my friend.
1: And he's like a retarded half sister or something like that. Okay. Oops, <laughs> did I say retarded? I apologize.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> something challenged. You
1: can't say that word.
2: You can't say that word. No, that's okay? a bad word now. Yeah. Okay. 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 Let's move on. Talk some football. This is bullshit. Okay, so, yeah, Edmonton signs. This is it. This is a big thing. Like, Brock Southern, he did. It was a bit of a coup, okay? He did. He signed not only Trevor Harris, but he also signed Greg uh, Ellingson, didn't he? And a couple other guys. And then that linebacker trio that just looked like a, a, a wall in, in midway point of the defense there for Edmonton, that's looking pretty awesome. He He – it's hard not to say Edmonton won free agency.
3: On paper, they definitely did. They improved the whole team. Yeah, yeah. Except for D backs, but and, and there's still guys out there, so no, it's they not over. Improved the, no, they improved the entire team.
1: If you think yeah. about it, if you think about it, they 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 got a starting quarterback, got a starting wide receiver. They got three starting linebackers. They also re-signed Quattu Boletang or whatever the crap his name is. And I think he'd be a CFL star, by the way, he's Canadian. Um, And so they improved overall, for sure. I am am concerned that Labor Day this year is not going to be a cakewalk like it has been in the last couple of years. So we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, but every year we say that the West is going to be an uh, an absolute dogfight, right? We said that last yes, year. We said it the true. year before. We said it, the, and and for the most part, it is. But there's always one or two teams that looks absolutely pathetic. Okay, last year yeah. it, it was BC and Edmonton. They just didn't look strong. Okay, year before it was BC. Um, you know, and, but, and,
1: and and we still don't know how these teams are going to drive new colors.
3: All right, so you no. don't know. And, hey, Winnipeg could end know. up back in the east. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> What's going on with Montreal? Which way you want to read that one? No. Winnipeg could God, be in the eastern division that. again. <laughs> we could be well, back they, to eight teams.
2: They, they said the bailiffs were in uh, Montreal Alouettes' uh, facility today uh, doing game, inventory. Yeah. Or, sorry, yeah. Montreal Alouettes'. Do an
3: inventory. Yeah, the owls are declining it, of course, but I'm not sure which way to go on
2: it. Well, you would think that with a billionaire um, wet and all out there, he would just pay the bills and be done with it. Yeah. Toss the keys on the table and walk away. But uh, maybe the old man's really not doing that well. Because the CFL is his passion. It's not his son, Andrew, that's for sure was no, dumber than a stick. Is. So, I don't know. Yeah, if if Montreal Alouettes full, Winnipeg's back in the East again. God help Hamilton. <laughs> I mean that, that that's that's just a cakewalk for Winnipeg in the Eastern Division. Absolute cakewalk. I'd be
3: walk. okay with it. Yep, I'd be
2: okay. There's no shit.
1: And Willie's Willie's ideal dream gray cup is Calgary and Winnipeg, so there's only one way it could happen. Well, there's well, actually had, a couple ways it could happen, but...
2: Yeah, one of the teams could cross over.
1: Yes, but that hasn't ever happened, so as far as going to the gray cup goes.
2: No. That's because we need to reevaluate our crossover procedures. And I think that's another big discussion that maybe we'll get to later on today. Who knows? Maybe. 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 Okay. Edmonton Sun. The Edmonton Sun. What are they talking about now? I, I love this report. I think this one is just the absolute best report. Cavus Reed. Read between the lines. Could Cavus be coming back to the Edmonton Eskimos? No doubt in my mind, he should be there. I think this is a wonderful idea. I mean, he's, he's looking – hang on, hang on. Don't get me wrong. I like Cavis Reed. okay? I think he's a clusterfuck as a general manager in Montreal. But that's not his position. That's not where he would excel at. Uh, I don't think he's a coach either. I think he's, he's really good at shaking hands and organizing this, and he should be the CEO of the Edmonton Eskimos. He lives in Edmonton. His wife and kids live in Edmonton. He owns a house in Edmonton. He never left this town. He played football there. He coached there. He's never left Edmonton. He is a true Edmonton, Edmontonian. Is that a word? Um yep. yeah, I, I just I don't understand why anybody would have a problem with this. I think Cavis Reed would be a good hey Len Rhodes for how many years? Okay. Mm. I mean, shit, anything's an improvement over Lynn Rhodes. And 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 Cavis Reed's love of the Edmonton Eskimos, that alone qualifies him for this position. And the fact that he actually understands the Sport. Come on, Will. You hate Edmonton. What do you think of this idea?
1: I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Cavis Ronda Hopi would be ideal for those teams. Okay, so <laughs> um, um, couldn't go wrong either way. Well, no, I mean, Cavis Reed, he, he is a he is a true blue Edmontonian. I know that for a fact because he still talks to a lot of people at Edmonton that I know, that he knows. Um, and hey, what's stranger things have happened? And number one, I'm thinking it does not matter whether Montreal folds or Cavus Reed gets fired. I guaranteed one of those two things are going to happen this year. So, because if that team stays the way it is, he's not going to have a job. It's that simple. It's that simple. So,
2: okay, Mark, what's your thoughts on this one?
3: I'd love to see Cavis back in Edmonton. When Edmonton and Calgary played. Like you said, he could be the CEO. So you could have Cornish on the one side, line waving his towel, and you could have Reed on the other side, waving his towel. It'd be tons of fun.
2: I don't think you'd have Reed waving his towel. I don't think he would. <laughs> he would. He would become a poster boy cheerleader.
3: It would make sense for him, but I mean, he's only going back if he can be the GM.
2: Oh no, I don't think so. Or is no, that the GM I, president? No, no, no. no, president? no. no, no. This would be a much better position. The CEO is is a much better, better option for him. Uh, he'd be a fool but not you to say yes
1: to this. But you can't not with his ego be You can't let him be involved with football player choices. Okay. You can't no, I know. run the That's team pretty, pretty obvious but with his ego he, he knows enough.
3: Left?
1: He knows about football but run the team and don't have anything to do with the team itself as far as how they function. So
0: Okay.
2: Well I think we're kind of all in agreement here that this uh this would be a good idea. And, uh, so what, what's the holdup? Why, why doesn't it happening? Okay. Guys, Edmonton, Eskimos. Okay. Uh, the three guys on the panel at let's talk CFL podcast have said that you should hire Kavis Reed. So get out and do it, bro. Okay. Get at it. Pitter patter. Time's wasting. Why don't people listen to us? Okay. Kevin Glenn. Veteran quarterback Kevin Glenn is content to play the waiting game. He's not prepared to call it a career. He's not prepared to retire. Why should he? He didn't take a snap of football last year and made $200,000. So he is just going to sit on the sidelines and wait for somebody to get injured and wait for the phone call to ring, his phone to ring to say, Kevin, we need another quarterback. Come play for us in toronto hamilton Boston, New York, or wherever, okay? Hard to argue. Worst hit that he took last year was uh, a practice hit from the quarterback coach, is what he said. <clears throat> from the quarterback coach, hit him the hardest. Jesus, really? Come on. Okay. What do you think Kevin Glenn should do? Well, you're a huge Kevin Glenn fan. I know that. You'd like to see him back he's in the He's doing it. He's doing
1: it. Just sit back. Sit okay. back. Yeah, he's not collecting a paycheck, though. Yeah, but he's still got his tips money to live off of. Okay. Yeah, he's he's, he's not hurting for money. No, and, and you know what? I don't think any team that loses their starter would go backwards by hiring Kevin Bled. Or, for that matter, their backup. Because, you know, he's a competent quarterback. He's proven that over and over and over again. And I'm, I even think that there are some teams in the CFL that he could start for right now.
2: Saskatchewan, so, Montreal, Toronto.
1: Winnipeg. Um,
2: Ooh, that would be a close one. I'm not sure I would give him that one.
1: I would. Um, yeah, he could challenge anybody. Let's face it. Let's face it. He's he's got enough talent.
2: Well, let's look at it. Who is he not going to replace? He's not going to replace Mike Riley. He's not going to replace Bo Levi Mitchell, and he wouldn't replace Trevor Harris. I don't nope. think that He'll he could replace,
0: replace
2: Mazzoli. What's that?
3: he will just replace whoever's injured.
2: Yeah, Whoever yeah. Well, that's injured. what I mean. But, but Will just yeah. said that he could pretty much start on any team. I'm saying he's not going well, to take the job away from Mike Riley. He's not going to take the no. job against Jeremiah Mazzoli. But
1: I, I'm just thinking, and if you think through the past, let's just take the past five years, the crappy second and third, third string quarterbacks in the CFL, okay? If you hire Kevin Glenn, and it doesn't matter who it is, a Mike Riley, a Matt Nichols, a Bo Levi Mitchell, a guy like Kevin Glenn can step right into that spot and you get veteran presence, and you get some talent, and I think he can run your team. I mean, shit, four years ago, five years ago, he won 14 games for Calgary.
2: Yeah. So. That was more than four years ago, <laughs> I think. Four or five. I think four, four years ago he was on BC, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, so it's five. Pretty sure it's Five. Just before, Bo's been a starter for four years. So it was the year before that. It was five.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: So. And I mean, he was old back then because I remember a quote uh, from Bo Levi Mitchell's mouth, when he first came to Calgary, he thought, uh, he thought Kevin Glenn was one of the coaches. Okay, so
2: I have no response to that,
3: you know, and you don't want me to. (laughs) You think about it, he's healthier than he's ever been. Yeah. So he easily could play for anybody in the league right now. Easily. Is he going to win you a Grey Cup? Highly unlikely. But he could tread water for you until your starter comes back. Well, so so there's eight
2: teams first. that aren't going to win the Grey Cup.
3: Yeah. But, yeah, whoever, whichever starter gets injured first, more than likely Kevin Glenn's the first phone call. He doesn't need money, so he can work out and wait for a phone call. Do the same thing he did last year while he was on the sidelines.
2: Yeah, but last year he was with Edmonton, right? He was there from the beginning of the season. Yeah. I mean, this is new territory for him where he hasn't actually been a part of a team coming into training camp. Well,
3: he had to see it coming.
2: Well, yeah. I don't think he's surprised by it. And the article just basically says he's content. Yep. So why not?
1: You think about it. Could Ottawa use Kevin Glenn right now? Absolutely.
2: I'm surprised he's not
3: there. Ottawa and Montreal, either team desperately could use him. Desperately.
2: Toronto? I don't know
3: Montreal's got...
1: Yeah.
2: Montreal's got Pipkin, and that's all they've really got right now. Toronto's got... McLeod Bethel Thompson and uh, James Franklin. Neither one of them, you know, got me excited last year. Uh, Ottawa's got their number one right now. It looks like Jonathan Jennings. I mean, think about it. The Eastern Division doesn't have quarterback. There's one quarterback in the Eastern Division. The entire division. Yep. Winnipeg needs to pray that Montreal falls. <laughs> huh. Might be the only way they make the playoffs. Okay, going down the list here. What else do we got to do? Steinbeck, Steinberg's Monday morning quarterback. What does he have to say? Oh, James Franklin. Of all the quarterback talk this off season, there's been a lot of it. We seldom heard the name James Franklin mentioned. Well, we know that.
1: Because for the last two years, he's been the next one. And last year, he didn't prove it.
0: No.
2: I... What's going to happen with Ricky Ray? I mean... Seriously. He needs he's, to retire. He's, he's waiting for um the doctors to clear him to play football and then he's gonna play for Toronto again. And is Jim Pop gonna keep that roster spot open for him?
3: Yes. I don't if he was gonna move on, he would have moved on already.
2: But he's not moving on to another team.
3: He's either going to play with the
2: Argos or he's going to retire.
3: No, I mean Jim Pop. Oh, Jim Pop would have said we've moved on. And nope. If he's healthy enough to play, he's playing.
2: I still think it would have been funny as hell as if Toronto would sign Mike Riley. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy BC did, but can you imagine Mike Riley being the starting quarterback in Toronto and James Franklin backing him up? <laughs> I mean, the irony there would be amazing, wouldn't it not? <coughs> okay. Uh, Toronto's got Darrell Walker. That's interesting, doesn't it? Monty Edwards, James Wilder Jr. Oh, James Wilder Jr. Is he still playing football, or I thought he went wrestling.
3: He's trying out.
2: Is it it wrestling that he's doing, or is it uh, um,
3: UFC? it's WWE. No, WWE.
2: Oh, so it's like the the fantasy stuff.
3: Yeah. The
2: pretend sport.
3: If you call getting thrown through tables, pretend to.
2: Wow Okay So Anything interesting in Steinberg's uh, Article here He's he's basically saying that Calgary's Going to suck this year I think that's kind of funny I'm not seeing it but I'm done with him already what do you think, Will? How's your Calgary Stampeders going to do?
1: They're going to suck.
2: You think? But 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 you signed a seven seven hundred thousand dollar year contract for about
1: for about for about the first six or seven games, and then they'll get on the same page, and look out. So
0: hmm,
1: we'll see.
2: Wheel. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah. So yeah. you're not expecting them to run the gauntlet and, and be 18-0 and 0 like you did last year?
1: Uh, well, no, I say that at the beginning of every year. But Are you going to say year, that this year? I, but, yeah, but this year I actually believe it's not going to
2: happen. Oh, you mean you actually believe it's going to happen last year?
1: And the year before, and the year before that.
2: Wow. Wow.
1: Really? I, I'm all I'm all in on these Calgary Stampeders, man. Okay, sorry. I'm just all in on them. So, yeah, no, I, I I think I think it will be, and I'm looking I'm actually looking forward to it because I think it'll be more competitive. Because I get bored when the games are not competitive. So. You know, it does nothing for me when they beat Hamilton sixty four nothing. It does nothing for me. Okay? I really? like I like a field I like a field goal in the last five seconds of the game. So absolutely. We'll see. They've lost they've lost ten starters on their defense. How do you replace ten starters on your defense?
2: How many players are there on defense? Twelve, isn't it? Yes. Well, they got two. The two guys, Look at the positive side of well, things. And, and the there's two, two guys, of them
1: coming back. Well, actually, there's four coming back, but two of them are getting a little long in the tooth. Or Sorry, there's three coming back, and two of them are a little long in the tooth. So.
0: Yeah.
2: So did you guys see my post on, uh, on Facebook on my wall? that says, being famous on social media is like being rich in Monopoly. It's not real, <laughs> so calm down. Yes. Yeah. It's fun, though, isn't it? <laughs> being rich in Monopoly. I love Monopoly. Monopoly's a terrible game. Because to win, you have to devastate your opponent. So if the three of us were playing business together, the only way that I could be successful is if I destroy both of you. It's not right. We should all be team, work together, I'm and every, okay. and, and, okay and excel and excel everybody else to bring everybody up to the same level. That's the way that Monopoly should be played. You're you're and, okay and with
1: that? And at the end of the game, should we all get a participation award? <laughs> Give me a yeah, break. Yeah,
2: group hug and sing kumbaya, which is okay if we're yeah. all billionaires. I guess so. Right? No point. The only time that you should be looking down at somebody is if you're admiring their shoes. Okay, I'm done with that. Now, where am I going? Is there one more article here? Steinberg's Monday morning quarterback? That was a terrible article. I, there was nothing in it worth substance. Okay, what's this? The 106th Grey Cup presented by Shaw named Canadian Sports Event of the Year. Really? No shit.
1: It was pretty impressive, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, think. Especially especially for Edmonton, it was very impressive. I was completely impressed.
2: Well, okay, it, it is a sporting is single sporting event of the season only because there is no other single sporting event. right I mean the Stanley Cup playoffs are the best of seven. You can't pick one single game out of that and say that it was a sporting event of the year. I mean, there's no – the the week prior to that is not a big deal. It's not – you know, there's not event after event after event at the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's the, it's the only sport that does this. And, yes, it's the number one sporting event in Canada. Always has
0: been.
1: Oh, business. no, doesn't does curling does 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 do that too? Do what?
2: It's curling.
1: A, a single event. I,
2: I, I don't know. There's like 10 teams in a curling bond spiel or more. So you're you talking about like the Scott Papers Tournament of Hearts or whatever it's called? Sure. Follow the sport, but I don't know. Do they do all of that? Do they have each team, each provinces have their own little uh, drinking facility and, and shows that go on and everything else?
3: They have one main that, thing.
2: They have one main thing. Pap. So it it, yeah. it it's unique to the Grey Cup, you know. And and the two or three days prior to the Grey Cup is a festival, and it's it's not a small thing. There's way more people that go to the events than go to the game. Yeah, I would assume that or agree with that.
1: But it was pretty spectacular. The whole event in general, not only the game, but the the two or three days prior to it, it was pretty spectacular.
3: It always is, and you know. Yeah, yeah at
2: Edmonton
1: for anything, so.
2: Yeah. Okay, so let's jump over here. We're going to talk about Devon Claybrooks, the guy who doesn't know how to put his hat on straight, okay? Yeah, it's really bothering me. Okay, is he a first-time head coach? Is he like, like a rookie head coach? He is. Of course he is, right? Nobody's arguing nope. on that. He's never been nope. a head coach before. But the article says... Nope. Right at home. No rookie feelings for Clay Brooks at the CFL Combine. Well, of course not. He was at the CFL Combine. Right. He participated sure, in one.
1: Right. And I'm sure he's evaluating the defensive players, which he's always done. Yeah. So why would it be any different?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I It's it just kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like these guys, these the media type of guys, have absolutely nothing else to write about. And they're going, stretching and they probably, for, for articles. and now and and don't. Uh, no, this is Matt Baker from Bakes Takes. Uh, Matt Baker is the, the media guy for the BC Lions. So I, I understand how this is, you know, he's, he writes these articles about the good things about the BC Lions. And they're definitely one sided articles or, or write ups of without question. Okay, he never says anything negative about the BC Lions. So it's not an honest report type of sort of thing. But uh I'm not saying that it's dishonest. <coughs> but um yeah, it's just a, a, a little feel good fuzzy pitch uh article about Devon Craterbrooks and how he is he he's not shying away You know, he's not timid about being the head coach. He's getting in there. He's getting his feet wet, and he is, uh, I don't know, taking names. What else can you do? Maybe you should put your hat on straight. Just put that on. But I was going to say, what I
1: was going to say, when you go from an assistant manager to a manager, should you not step your game up? And that's exactly coach. what he's doing. Assistant yeah, coach to that's coach. Exactly, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what he's doing. So I'm not surprised. I would,
2: ex- I would expect him to step up his game, and that's what he's Absolutely. doing. Absolutely.
1: And we'll see. I'm, I'm curious to know if he will wear his hat like that on the sidelines this year. So Well,
2: the, the Lions have been marketing new hats, right? Oh, have they? Yeah, they've been they've been, they've been really taking this and trying to 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 make it part of the new culture in BC. And I'm just uh-huh. going, stop it! Don't be doing this shit, you know.
1: And there's and I'm sorry, there's going to be a lot of people in BC will buy those hats. <laughs> of course. And I'm going to look into the I'm going to look into the crowd this year. They're all going to be wearing their hats crooked, and I'm going <laughs> to say to myself, Yep. Yeah, those people are from BC.
2: Just know to the fact that I won't be there wearing a, D, uh, a BC I, hat. I I, I
1: I know that. I know that you wouldn't do something like that. Okay.
2: First off, I don't wear hats. I know you
1: wouldn't do something like that. Well, neither do I. But when I do on occasion, I wouldn't wear it sideways like that.
2: No. And, you know, they're making a big joke about it. It's like you put a, put the hat on your head and then you got to turn it like an eighth of a turn just to lock it so it doesn't come off. I mean, right. No, no. This isn't a pickle jar. Right. I get it. Okay, so let's deal with something near and dear to our hearts. The Canadian Football League's Rule Committee is looking to do even more to protect the quarterback. Well, I don't think they need to do more to protect the quarterback. I just think they need to follow their own rules. Personally, they don't. There's a real focus here on player safety in general and the health of quarterbacks in particular, said Darren Hackwood the league's senior director of officiating as the committee wraps up its annual meetings to further protect the quarterback. The committee is proposing the ability for the command center to upgrade a 15 yard roughing the passer penalty to a 25 yard penalty for a direct blow to the quarterback's head and or neck with the helmet. When the player has a clear view of the quarterback and there are no mitigating circumstances such as as a quarterback is ducking his head. This just became very ambiguous to me. Did it not to you? Did it, like okay? Well, this is what we're going to do, and but we have to tick all of these boxes to make sure that it qualifies. Yep. And when have you ever seen a twenty-five yard penalty for a direct hit to the quarterback? Never. Me neither. I guess I don't even know if that's a penalty. Is this a new penalty they're they're suggesting?
3: Yeah. It's an upgrade, as it says here.
2: <laughs> but it, the command center is going to call it, not the not the guys on the field. Kind of weird. Allowing the command center to assist referees with called and non-called roughing the passer penalties, including instances where an obvious roughing the passer penalty was not called because the referee's view was blocked. Okay. I don't have a problem with that. That would have got that penalty on, um, Odell Willis hitting Zach Caleros, right? Yep. Even though I'm not convinced that that was a penalty, but we'll just go from there. Um, yeah, so the, the referee couldn't see the play, so it just kind of ended up that way. Uh, whistling a play dead anytime a quarterback carrying the ball gives himself up by sliding with any part of his body. Currently, a quarterback can only give himself up by sliding feet first. So if a quarterback dives forward, you can't hit him. If he slides forward with his arm extended, you can't hit him. I'm not sure I have a problem with this. Because I think the feet-first slides are stupid and ridiculous. That most, play, most football players, Travis Lule and Mike Riley particular that I've seen in the past, will never feet-first slide. They always slide head-first trying to get that extra yard. And I think they should be protected at that point in time. I don't have an issue with that.
3: Every time Buck Pierce got a concussion, it was from sliding every no, it single wasn't. time. Yeah. No, no, no. Says, I've, got, I've got some I've videos said, of
2: him taking shots to the head while he's oh, trying I've
3: got, to throw the but ball. He has said that when he's gotten concussions, it was from sliding feet first, which is why he would not do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He still dead. That was before we protected our quarterbacks the way that we do now. I, I don't have a problem with this. I think it's a good rule. I don't I don't see a problem with any of these rules, okay? Um let's move on a little bit here. Will, what do you think? Should we protect the quarterbacks in this way? Is this going to be detrimental to the play of the game? Um are, are the players going to have to now be hesitant to hit the quarterback. We're going to we're going to lose the the concept of blowing up a quarterback by alignment.
3: a lineman tackle. Well, Go
1: ahead, Will. I hope I hope they don't do what they've done in the NFL protecting the quarterback because it was a joke this year, okay, because you can't even touch the quarterback. If you sack the quarterback in the backfield and you fall on top of him, they call a penalty. Yeah, this is just ridiculous. But I, I think they should definitely try and reduce the shots to the head and be more, be more uh, cognizant of what's going on because we saw, we saw Mike Riley get hammered a couple of times last year.
2: Yeah. And,
1: uh, you know, and they were direct headshots.
2: Okay. And, and no, and, I, and I, no that's calls.
1: That's correct. As opposed to, you know, the Claris call, which yeah, go ahead send Christopher all the email you want to. I don't think it was a headshot. So, that's just me, though.
2: Well, <clears throat> Zach Caleros in that hit, and I'm just going to touch base with that because we do have some time here. Um, he did something you're never supposed to do, okay? And that was jump. He left his feet, okay? Quarterbacks aren't supposed to do that. He jumped up in the air. Odell Willis, in midair, takes a shot, and he's, he's, he's got his, his target – and he's flying through the air at this target, which is the chest of Zach Caleros. Now, in a split second that this has all happened, gravity took over. Zach Caleros got pulled back down to the ground. And where his chest was was now his head. And Odell Willis, who was already airborne and, you know, either timed it wrong or took a wrong, wrong angle, ended up drilling Caleros underneath the chin with his helmet. Okay? Not arguing. That's a penalty. In, in that aspect of things. But I don't think it was intentional as what everybody thinks it was because I think Odell was trying to tackle him in his midsection and Zach Caleros just fell back down to the ground. And the whole perspective changed. Now, I watched that thing probably 50 times, and that, I came to that conclusion on my own. And uh, it, 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 you just watch it over and over again and you'll see it. It's exactly what happened. Odell Willis was taking a shot at him. No doubt he was going to drill him. But he wasn't trying to drill him in the head. Is it a penalty? Yeah, it's a penalty. He hit him in the head. No doubt about that. Intent in? No. Stop whining, Ryder fans. Last year, anyhow. Get over it.
1: No comeback? you agree with that? I agree. Okay. Absolutely.
2: So, I, you know, I don't have a problem with him getting a 15-yard roughing the passer penalty. I don't think he should have been fined for it. I certainly don't think he should have been suspended for it, which he wasn't. And I also think that uh, it should have been a 25-yard penalty. Under these new rules. Now, here's one here's one good big discussion. Mark, do you have anything to say about that? You like this, these rules to protect the quarterback? Don't little Matt uh, Nichols get hurt, do you?
3: I'm okay with them, like Will said. I don't want them to go the way of the NFL. The NFL has put 10 layers of bubble wrap on them and then duct tape the bubble wrap just to make sure. You literally cannot fall down on top of a quarterback. That is a penalty. It's not a judgment. a penalty. You cannot land on him. I'm not sure how you... It's impossible not to. Yep, but it's still a penalty.
2: But the penalty should be after the play's over, so the sack should still count. it's just... It doesn't. I know it doesn't. But you know what I'm saying? Yep. That's an after the play Um, ends thing. But the sack should still stand, and then you get a penalty for piling or whatever. But uh, I'm sure that that's not what happens. I'm sure the quarterback maintains the ball and moves up 15 yards or so. I don't watch the no fun league, so I can't tell you. Okay. So coaches should be entitled to a second challenge. Their first is successful giving them a potential maximum of two per game instead of just one. Now we have two challenges in the game and coaches were going on fishing expeditions. We reduced it to one midway through the season and that stopped it. Now we're going to say that if the coaches get a second challenge, if the first one is successful, I've said this from the very beginning, probably four or five years ago, that coaches challenges should be unlimited if they challenge a play and they're correct, why can't they challenge another one and another one and another one? Isn't the goal to get the play correct? Now, what happens if we challenge two plays that were obviously incorrect by the officials and then at the end of the game, there's this math penalty or massive play <laughs> the officials got wrong it changes the outcome of the game and we didn't have enough challenges is two enough is three enough is ten enough
3: is there too many challenges what's that if Mark? you went with unlimited challenges the game would be about five hours long why if the guy keeps getting it right agreed that you know they the refing needs to get better. If the, the guy needs if to get the coach
0: better.
3: if the coach keeps getting challenges right, that's 5 minutes, you know, they always say it's they look at it for 2 minutes. We all know it's closer to 5, if not longer. So all of a sudden you could be adding an hour of dead time to a game. But that's but, why they got rid of the challenges but, in the first place
2: but no they got rid of the challenges because they were terrible challenges they were on a fishing expedition for a penalty that happened somewhere else on the field and they were right the coaches were right because in a review it was a penalty but it what should it have been called no it shouldn't have been called and and the on-field officials called it correctly but by the letter of the rule it was a penalty um but what I'm trying to say is is, isn't the job shouldn't the officials just get the call right I mean I'd love to have the coaches have unlimited challenges and never have to challenge why do you say that it's going to make the game into five hours do you think the officials make fuck up that many times
3: have you watched a football game or any sport they all do I'm not saying it's a CFL problem it's across sports it's human nature. You're going to make mistakes. The speed of the game at field level is far different than it is watching it on TV, where we all of a sudden get 40 replays to look at in the next 30 seconds.:
2: If, if I remember the stat correctly from 2017 of the coach, all of the coaches' challenges, 55 of them were over, uh, were denied. 55%. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's greater than half of them, the coaches were incorrect in their challenge. Okay, it's over. You move on. How can you How can you say that that's a problem?
3: Not saying I, it's I, a problem from that side of it. It's the time. People already complain about the length of the ballgame.
2: Well, they're under three hours. TSN makes sure that they are. Um, my my question here is, why don't we just have a delay of the game penalty if the coaches get the challenge wrong? Why don't you have a 10-yard ten, ten delay of the game penalty? You want to challenge it? You better be right, otherwise you're moving b- the ball backwards. The other team gets a first down, or you're going backwards, Borah. To me, that makes way more sense. And and let the coach challenge whatever they want. But there's got to be consequences to it. It's not just, oh, I lost the challenge. Okay, let's move on. No, you get a 15 or 10-yard delay of the game. Because that's exactly what they did. They delayed the game for a challenge. Will, what's your thoughts on the challenges, brother?
1: Um, I don't think they should be unlimited, but I think uh, I I don't one's not enough, two's not enough. I I think you should have at least three. And
2: that's right up until your team we? has four bad calls in one game.
1: Well, or if the coach uses it as hmm, the coach uses it to his advantage and gets uh, and it doesn't get overturned, then he should lose the second one. So basically, they only have two in a
2: game. Well, they, right now they only get one in the game. If he uses it incorrectly in the, in the first one, he loses. If he gets that wrong, he doesn't get a second challenge. If he gets it right, he could get a second challenge. Okay? Right. So if he uses but it incorrect I, the first time. But I, I I don't have a problem with him being incorrect in the first challenge and getting a second challenge. But I think he should pay for being incorrect. Yeah, okay. There has to be consequence.
1: Absolutely. There does. I mean Um but uh But uh, I still think you have to put some kind of rule in there so the coaches don't abuse it.
2: Well, I I think that that is the the game.
1: Right. But we know that if they get an opportunity and they have one more of something that they don't normally have, they will take advantage of that somehow, some way. They always do.
2: Right. Okay, right the now, we, as, they do that. Right. Why?
1: What do because you mean why? there's
2: no consequences.
1: Right. Right. But giving them more challenges, doing stuff like that, so you got got some kind of precursor in there so they don't do it. And I don't know how you do that. If you, if you give them... If if they say if they win the first challenge, you get a second challenge, um, or just give them three challenges. And if they use one of the challenges to do something not right with it, then you take the second challenge away from them. There's
0: got wow, they got good. to
1: be responsible. They got to be responsible for their consequences. It's Pretty simple. There's got to be consequences for for their actions. You know what I mean?
2: I do. I agree, 100%. 100%. Okay. A 10-yard objectionable conduct penalty will be assessed for faking or embellishing contact, otherwise known as diving. Is this the Thai long rule?
3: Oh, yeah. He's not the only one that's ever done it. No. Obviously, by no means. I've seen Matt Nichols get breathed on and backpedal and slip and slide and fall over and the ref throw the flag for whatever reason. But, yeah, no, it's I like the penalty. Get the garbage out of the game.
2: I don't have a problem with this one. Not at all. You got a comment, Will?
1: No, I have no problem with that either.
2: I it, it, we don't want a soccer game, okay? We want to watch a bunch of guys flailing all over the place for no reason. We'd watch soccer, we don't. So we watch football because they're real men playing the game, okay? Spearing on any player to be upgraded to a 25-yard penalty by command center when a blow is delivered with the top of the defender's helmet, and he has a clear view of the opponent, and there is not mitigating circumstances shot at us, such as the opponent ducking his head. Anybody that leads with the crest of his helmet should be tossed out of the game. Yep. I agree. It's, it, it, it's intent to injure. You're using a weapon. It's a battering ram. You've you, you got a two to 300-pound person behind a hard substance coming at somebody. Throw them out of the game. I don't have and a for problem with this. That,
3: I'm just for sure those, not far enough. And there's a lot of them. For those that say that they're taking the hitting out of the game and they're going to make it flag football, it's all ab- it's about safety, concussions, and learning how to damn tackle properly. It's these guys that they don't know how to tackle. And like Jared always brings up on the pages and stuff. Look at rugby players. They hit just as hard as football players.
1: Do Harder. they have a
3: helmet on? Do they nope. have a helmet? Nope. How do how do they tackle? Straight up, wrap the guy up. Once you get become a pro football player, you put your hands behind your back and you drive with your head. And you torpedo? No. Yeah, no. It's to learn how to tackle. I'm tired <laughs> of these guys saying that they're making it too wimpy for football. If you tackle properly. We've all seen Buck Pierce take hellacious dirty hits, but we've also seen him take hellacious clean hits. Oh yeah, there's absolutely yeah. He nothing just didn't know when to get out of the way. <laughs> no, he didn't. He was making sure he got that ball off. And uh, yeah, <laughs> if you wrap the guy up and you drive him to the ground and he lays there, that's a good hit. There's nothing wrong with that. That's football. Hitting a guy with the top of your helmet is a spear. No ifs, ands, buts, maybes. So th- <laughs> this is just a common sense rule. Yeah. They should, I think they should go as far as American College does. You're out of the game.
2: You're out of the game.
3: You're right out of the game. It'll cl- it cleans it up fast.
2: Okay. Here's here's a new rule. If a player receives two 25-yard penalties in the same game, he should be disqualified from that game.
3: Isn't that fairly obvious.
2: I, I thought you got one 25-yard penalty you're kicked out of the game.
3: Isn't that how it's
2: always been? Now you're allowed to get a That's second easy. one?
3: Considering what 25 yard penalties are for, you would think that the guy's getting kicked out for that one 25 yard penalty anyway. So yeah.
2: I don't understand it. Kind of weird, don't you think? Okay. Second two. If you get receive two 25 yard penalties in the same game, you will be disqualified. I think if you receive two 25-yard penalties in the season, you should be suspended mm-hmm.
3: a game. Mm-hmm, because that means you're a repeat offender.
2: Yeah, I, I think that makes more sense to me.
1: Didn't uh, what's-his-face get two last year? And they suspended him for one game and then another game?
2: Carice Iver?
1: Carissa Iver, yes.
3: Pretty sure that's what
2: happened with. Him. It makes sense, doesn't it?
1: Yep, and he's always been a blatant headhunter. So,
2: yes, I can't argue with that.
1: It will stop guys from doing that,
2: maybe. No, no, it won't. Well, I mean, Eber I- himself had said he's not changing the way he plays football.
1: Yeah, and and who, that's he how he He's and who
2: does he sign with He's unemployed right now. There you go. Wait for it. He's on the sidelines. So Wait the, for it. So the who's ceramic, he get?
1: The, So this ceramic tile bow tie, ceramic bow tie sales are down because Kyries doesn't have a job.
2: So I'm not even going to touch that. So we'll, we'll talk about that sometime. Um. <laughs> uh, Moving on, a kicked or thrown football remain remains a live ball instead of becoming a dead ball when it touches a goalpost ribbon. Now, what's a goalpost ribbon? Is this the little flag that's at the top of the thing that's going around that tells you how fast the wind is going? Why would it be a dead ball if it hits that?
3: Yeah, no, it can't be. It's got to be meaning the uprights. It has to be. It makes no sense if it's the flag. It does say ribbon. Slow. But if you're throwing the ball, how high are you throwing that ball into the end zone if it hits over top of the uprights?
2: Yeah. I know, I know, I know. Personally, I think the goalpost, should, the ball should stay in play. If it yep. bounced off the goal post and somebody catches it and runs it in for a touchdown, awesome.
3: I mean, that's a hell of a well, play. Think about somebody kicking the 60-yard field goal. It hits the post, and the guy in the end zone now goes, thank you very much, and just, he's gone. Yeah. You know, because a lot of the guys all have stopped running because it hit the post or whatever. They're trying to figure out what's going on, and he's in the end zone. Well, right
2: now, if you hit the upright on a field goal and the ball goes into the end zone through the goal posts, it's still a field goal. Yep. It's not a dead ball because it hits the post. It's a dead <laughs> ball if it falls to the playing field. Yep. And a lot of people don't realize that. If it hits the upright and it goes through the uprights, It's still a field goal. It still counts. But if it hits the upright and falls dead on the ground, it's a dead ball. I think we should play football. Pick it up. Run like hell. Way more exciting when we got running uh, kick returners running balls back. Way more exciting.
3: Or if you can make a catch when it hits the upright. What kind of a catch is that, that you're changing your body into trying to catch that. It adds oh, yeah. another layer to it. It adds another layer to the entertainment.
2: Yeah. Okay. Now, we've got some more player safety recommendations. <coughs> Allowing the command center to assist on-field officials in calling penalties when the injury spotter has intervened in a player safety situation. I, I'm at a loss as to why this isn't already in the thing, okay? Mm-hmm. What's the point in having a command center if they cannot take some cheap shot out of the game, if they're not capable of calling that? Why well, have them? Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't don't understand. So I, yeah, I'm okay with that one. Allowing the command center to assist on-field officials when called and non-called roughing the kicker
3: penalties. Okay.
2: I don't see anybody arguing with that one either.
3: And that leads directly into the next one.
2: Now this one's a little bit confusing. Let's just go with it. Removing, I don't the like stipu- it. removing the stipulation that allows a defender to contact a plant, kicker's plant leg without penalty if the defender has touched the ball prior to contact. <laughs> now, you don't like this. Why?
3: I blocked the kick. The kicker's leg yep. is down, it's not the one he's using the kick with. I hit his plant leg. leg. I hit his plant leg. It is not a block kick. It is a penalty.
0: Oh, so if, I I'm a def- I if I'm a special teams talking.
3: coordinator, if I'm a special teams coordinator, I'm not putting anybody in the middle to come running up. What's the point? You're going to hit the guy's leg. It's a penalty. I'm having everybody come off the sides and Hope. <laughs>
2: It's a dumb rule.
1: Extremely.
2: It's a dumb rule. How can you? How it's can you do that? You.
3: It's already. I mean, it's so we've, hard to time seen, the block kick. Well, we've Go seen ahead, kicks Will. get.
1: We've seen kicks get blocked where the punter absolutely gets annihilated. Right. Yes. So it's the same thing. Okay. So no, they shouldn't make that rule. Come on. Then I'm not ever going to try and block a punt. No, or if because, you'll because, because it's pretty hard to get the ball without smacking the kicker. Yeah. And I mean and I mean if and you don't to... block the ball, if you don't block the ball and you smack the kicker, you get a penalty. So Yeah. So I think it's already there.
2: Yeah. I understand kickers are princesses, and you know, they're not really football players, according to Will. I was
1: going to something about them having vaginas, but I'm not going to say that.
2: No, um, no, 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 okay. no,
0: God, Will. No, I
2: didn't. No. <laughs> Jesus. What are you doing to me?
0: <laughs> you don't have enough do. going
2: again. You. Why are you Will have on the show? You don't
1: have enough to do. You don't have enough to do during the day, Christopher, so I thought I'd give you more stuff to answer. Oh
2: god. No, do not say things like that. Please. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Yeah. Maybe. You're you're okay with kickers that aren't really football players. I'm I'm okay with you saying that, okay?
1: Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that.
2: Okay, so let's just not make any comments about gender identification. Oh,
0: okay. Right.
2: Okay. Sure,
1: I get it. I I'm, I'm sorry. Please, anybody who's listening out there, don't send Christopher Hate mail.
2: Look, they're calling me already. <laughs>
0: We're sorry, because of technical difficulties we are unable to root your call. Please try your call again. This is a recording.
2: Who was that? Four one six nineteen.
3: En raison de difficultés techniques, la communication n'a
0: établie. de nouveau. C'était message enregistré.
2: I can't hang up because I don't know where it is. We're sorry, because of technical difficulties, we are unable think we to your call. Please
1: try. Yeah, I think we did.
2: There we go. Okay, I'll go get Mark back in. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but I think that was him. And how come it came off in French? I mean, like shit. Is that like Manitoba? Maybe they got they got French bil- guys out there.
1: They're they're bilingual, aren't they?
2: Well, I think the country's supposed to be, but
1: well, no, no. But Winnipeg does have a large French population. There's Saint Boniface and Saint Vital and
2: Louis know, Real.
1: Louis Real, right. I can see something. I'm
2: It's not working.
3: I'm
2: not oh, Mark phoned in. Okay, Mark, you there?
3: Oh, did he? Yes, I am. I guess okay. I got booted. Yeah,
0: I, I don't know. I thought maybe
3: um, Blog Talk knocked us off because I will.
0: Uh, 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 I
3: don't. <laughs> I, I hear this big, <laughs> and then nothing. Wait. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think, re- I think CJ's reputation has preceded himself and they just caught us off automatically so <laughs> I don't know hey CJ did you see my picture
2: yes I did I'm ignoring it
1: oh why because notice the color of my hat eh?
2: it looks like it's photoshopped on there
1: it's not my head's big okay I okay. think it was. I think it was. I think it was Taddy's hat. So
2: deep side. Let's let's move on here. Moving on. Moving on. Clarifying the definition of spearing to be when a player uses the top of their helmet as the primary point of contact to deliver a blow to an opponent. How? Uh, clarifying it from what? Spearing is spearing. Use the helmet as a battering we ram. What, it's spearing. We all
3: know what spearing is. Why yeah, do we have to I, clarify
2: it? I don't. I don't understand that.
3: I think it's an attempt to say that they can hit with the t- the front of their helmet with the face mask. I'm I'm assuming that's what this means.
0: I don't know. They won't okay. call
3: that. A, it could be helmet to helmet, <clears throat> but you're using the front of the helmet, so that's not a spear. I guess I don't know.
2: Okay. Or just
3: a di- yeah go
2: ahead. It, it it we'll just move on from this one because it really it, we don't know what the what it currently is and how they're trying to change it. Okay? Uh this one kind of uh, is intriguing to me. Making the use of three not two, but three or more wedge blockers on kicking plays illegal. Why? Good Are question. you talking that this is a special teams formation, right? Which is wedge blocking, yeah. so you have one guy in the front and then two guys on back and then the runner guy goes behind it and they run up and they it, it's like a snowplow effect, right? It's right? Supposed to be. Why is that a problem?
3: I've looked at you know, it. You know, I've looked at it to the point where I actually watched some Football on YouTube the other day, nobody's getting injured because of the wedge block, so it can't be safety. It just did I don't what they're trying to take away the kick returns because how are two guys going to block these six guys coming down on them but but
2: but but haven this hasn't the CFL done all sorts of things to make the kick returns more plentiful? more yeah. exciting because it, 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 it it's what excites people. Yeah. So why would you now try to take them off at the knees for doing it? It's illogical. Yeah. I, I agree. Know. I, I don't understand what the problem with that is. Now, this next one here really kind of got me. Making it illegal for a defensive player to deliver a forcible blow to the long snapper while the snapper's head is down and he is in a vulnerable position and unable to protect himself. This isn't a rule already? I guess nope. not. So you're just allowed nope. to drill the long snapper when he's
3: got yep. yeah, his head, head
2: between his legs. Looking at his ass, I mean, looking at the quarterback or the kicker behind him. Yep. Wow. I would have thought that that would have been a very dangerous situation and uh, put him in a very vulnerable position. And uh, they would have tried to protect him before now. I would have thunk.
1: Nope. You can eat the long staffer.
2: Wow. I mean, very rare does the long snapper ever have his head down that he can't see what's going on in front of him because he's not a very good long snapper if he's doing that. He's got to have his eyes up forward so he doesn't get destroyed. Don't you think? Correct. So now yep. what we're doing is now we're making the play the position available to a lesser quality player. Somebody who has to look back at the kicker to throw the ball.
1: Yeah, that's that why we've will...
2: taking it. Does that, does that not make sense?
3: Yeah.
2: I'm not sure I like the idea. Huh.
0: I'm, I'm surprised.
1: I'm surprised. I'm surprised more long snappers don't get killed, okay, or hurt because Mm -hmm. of that reason.
2: Yeah, no, I understand. I'm just curious. I mean, first off, every long snapper I've ever seen is always looking forward when he ups the ball. Yes, that's right. and, and, And don't get me wrong, I think the center on an O-line is almost a long snapper now with the, 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 the ball with the quarterback in the um, shotgun. Okay? It's almost the same position. I know it's a, it's a you know, 10 yards, not quite so far. But, um, and that's why the centers are having such problems with throwing the ball back there because they're getting destroyed by the D-linemen. Get better football players. They won't get hurt. Mark, what do you think?
3: Well, I agree 100%. These last couple of rules, just they don't really make sense.
2: No. I mean, I remember the last couple of years we've had – BC Lions have had Cody Husband as the center. And I don't know how many times our quarterback is picking the ball up off the field because he simply can't hop the ball back properly into the shotgun. Okay. He just, he had no business being a center. Um, And that's probably why he's still on the free agents list. But if he's doing his job correctly, he's not looking backwards. He's doing his job incorrectly. He's not looking backwards, but he's not getting the ball where it's supposed to go. Get better people. Yep. Find better players. You're right. The last couple of couple of three arguments where or, or rule changes have been a, a little bit weird for me. Um, kicker's plant leg. I don't like that one definition of clarifying the spearing, I'm okay with that. Making the use of three or more wedge blockers, I don't like that. Making it illegal to hit a long snapper, I don't like that either. I don't like these rules. Hmm. I got it, Will. Okay. Got to nip over here to my blog talk and uh, two minutes, 19 seconds left in the show. Anything else you guys want to wrap up here real quick? Any shout-outs?
3: I'm good.
2: You're good? I'm going to give a oh, shout-out to big Charles, Charles Cliff down there in San Diego listening to the podcast. He actually put a, together a little bit of an agenda for us that we kind of went off of this tonight. I mean, the guy's on holidays, and he's still, he's still participating in our podcast. Give the guy kudos. Big shout-out to Charles Cliff, man. Brother, You, thank you. Thank you for being part of the team. And Chris, wherever you are, hope everything's okay out there. Okay. I'm going to wrap this one up. It's been Let's Talk CFL Podcast episode number 314. Uh, I've been your host, Christopher Jones. And I have been talking football with my buddies, Mark and Will. And that's exactly what we've been doing for the last hour and 20 minutes. No, two hours. 120 minutes. Two, two hours. Two hours. Two hours. 120 minutes. My mass off here. Okay, it's late. It's tired. I'm tired. I need to go to bed. Get up at 4:30 in the morning. Yes, I know, Mark. You probably do that. And you're up by two hours on me. Okay. Anyhow, uh, I said good night. Uh, Mark, you go ahead.
3: Good night, everybody. Talk to you next week.
2: Next Thursday, and everybody should be back on the show by then. Chris and Charles. William. Take care, my
3: friend. Good night, everybody.
1: Good night, everybody. Isn't June yet?
2: Is it June yet? Hashtag. Yes, it needs to be. Take care. Bye.